Hey everybody, happy 4th of July weekend. Welcome back to the Takeaway Show. It is July 3rd right now, and when you listen to this episode, it'll be the 4th of July, the Independence Day, the day that Will Smith saved us from aliens. No, I'm just kidding. Happy 4th of July weekend, all serious. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week, and I'm really excited about Fourth of July. The reason I love the holiday not only do does it allow me and other people celebrate the freedom and the amazing country that we do live in, but also I get to go to my hometown every year and see an amazing fireworks show, hang out with some great people, have some amazing tacos. But I'm not here to talk about all that good stuff. I'm here to talk about our episode and interview our guest on the Takeaway Show. Welcome. Getting colder, summer getting warmer. Tidal wave come across the Mexican border. Wide back gallon is cheaper by the barrel. Just don't get busted singing Christmas carols. That's us. That's right. Gotta love it. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the Takeaway Show. I'm so happy to be here again on this week. Last week, if you haven't caught up, I got to interview my best friend, Brandon Fox, and we had an amazing time at Cafe Blackbird. I want to go back and do it again. And this week, we are going to be interviewing someone who's just as amazing, just as influential. It is an entrepreneur, uh, Ethan Poetic. He actually reached out to me a while back. He wanted to be interviewed, talk about his new book and his company. He's the CEO and founder of Ethan uh, Speaks, and I can't wait to talk to him and you guys to get to know him. But until we get to that, I wanted to give you guys some heads up. First off, I got a Twitter. I didn't stress this in the last episode, so I'm stressing it now. I got a Twitter, the Takeaway 2023. Go follow me on Twitter, guys, and I promise to keep up and post and use that as a uh, platform to uh, reach my audience and future listeners. But yeah, go follow. I'll be posting the link in the description notes. Uh, Also, you can follow on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at The Takeaway 2023. And you can reach out at thetakeaway2023 at yahoo.com. I wanted to thank my listeners uh, in United Kingdom, France, India, Denmark, Philippines, and Mexico. Thank you so much for you guys listening across the sea and international. And it means so much to me. It's crazy that it's reached that far on that many people. And I, I'm so happy and so proud that it's it's reaching you guys over there. I want to hear from you. I want feedback. If you guys listen, you enjoy. Not only follow and rate, but tag me. Share it on social media. The takeaway. Uh... Share it with your friends and family. I hope that uh, you guys really uh, are loving this and where we're going in the future. I hope that you guys stay with me. And But right now, just starting out and having no idea what I'm doing, uh, it just really means a lot. It really means the world. And I never can say thank you enough for the love and support. 
but that with that all being said and done, uh, again, happy 4th of July. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful uh, Tuesday tomorrow. Be safe. Don't blow any fingers off. We don't want anybody losing fingers, letting off firecrackers. And What's your favorite firecracker? I, I like uh, bottle rockets. I mean, I know that's cliche because everybody likes bottle rockets, but I really like bottle rockets. And I also really do love the little sparklers, and, and those are really fun. What's your favorite firework? If you if you want to comment on the post or on Facebook or Instagram, let me know what your favorite firework is and what you're doing for fire uh, Fourth of July. But until then, I think that wraps up just uh, announcements and, and warm up, and we'll get back to you with our interview with Ethan. It's going to be exciting. Stay tuned. Kids are rocks off, watching Desperate Housewives. Daddy works his ass off, playing for the good life. Kids on the YouTube learning how to be cool. Living in a cruel world pays to be a mean girl. That's us. That's right. Hey, Ethan. Hello. Hey. How you doing? doing good. You are, we're on the air right now. Uh, you're on. We're being right. recorded. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show. Welcome to The Takeaway. Uh, it's so good to finally meet you. This is the first time we are going to be talking. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, first off, happy 4th of July. Uh, happy Independence Day. Any big plans this week? Uh, probably visit family. And we go to a cookout, enjoy life, and just continue to live life one hour at a time. Hey, that sounds good to me. That's that's really good. Uh, so, Ethan, you reached out to me uh you, you have so much under your belt. You wear so many hats. And, and we're going to get into that in the interview. But I kind of want to give people a little rundown. You're an author. You're a founder of your own company. You're an entrepreneur. You're a, a, a champion of a uh, tragedy that happened to you uh, with your car accident. There's just so much that you have under your belt. So much life experience. Uh, what... what motivate you to reach out to me to want an interview uh and be on the show i feel like your platform is a good uh good time to like share my story to your audience to your uh, listeners inspire people to overcome their own adversity hardships and life challenges by people understanding my story my journey they'll be encouraged to not only better but also live their purpose for their life because it's never too late to overcome something it's never too late to want it as bad as you want to want to refocus your life, because you know not every path is straight and narrow. But when you get back into the game of life, the right support system, mentors, and ruin to like turn your uh, dreams into your reality. That's when you become a better version of yourself as a whole. You know that's that's um. First off, yeah, I love that answer, and that's what it's all about, you know. That's really what it's all about is just, uh, you know, being able to overcome those things, overcome those adversities. Like I said, you've had your fair share. 
I've had my fair share. Um, I guess just share whatever timeline, wherever you want to start. The floor is yours to share your story and what you built from the ground up and, and challenges you faced and just, you know, start wherever you want to. Okay, I'll just say I'm originally from Coastal Pennsylvania. I was born at Brandywine Hospital. It's in Coastal Area School District. And that's where I was born. And that's the humble beginnings. The humble beginnings also starts in Coastal. I grew up in a single parent house in a farm. I lived in poverty. Uh, strange relationship with my dad. And you know, it was other life challenges that happened along the way where you know, there was men leaving my life based on, you know, who were not making healthy decisions. But how I overcame all that stuff was gravitating towards sports, video games, the right paths, the right people, who were the best for me. When it came to the coaches, I used to play football, basketball, track, and wrestling. And those coaches positive influences in my life where they understood where I was coming from. But by going through uh, the journey of showing up to practice, showing up to games, it teaches life skills on how to become a student athlete. Now, when it comes to uh, other things, such as growing up in poverty, uh, what happened was like, my mom had one child, which was my older brother. About nine years later, she had me. And eventually, my first stepdad comes to, comes to the picture, and him and my mom were cohabitating. And they had two kids. And along the way, a breakup happened. You know, when a man leaves the house, there comes his income. Now we're in poverty. And that's how I ended up growing in poverty. And growing in poverty is not only a lifestyle, it's a language. It's, it can be also a culture. And in order to break the cycle, you have to step outside your comfort zone and reset your mind on how life's supposed to be. Moving forward, when I play sports, I play you know, good positions as a running back. Track at the mid distance. And I thought I'd more my story inside my autobiography called The Inspirational Story of Ethan A. Poetic Chronicles of Adversity, Education, Sports, Relationships, and Resiliency. It's available through Amazon, Kobo, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, Print on Demand, and including Ingram Spark. My website is ethanspeaks.com, where people have ordered the books from me directly. I sign them and pretty much discharge them for the book and the shipping amnesty because they want the book, you know, autographed by me. That way it turns into memorabilia and they want something authentic. Um, and some people have left like five star reviews on Amazon for me. I'm also working on the audio version of my book. Hopefully comes out in late summer or early fall 2023. But I'm on board. Um, my journey is much different from other people because some people sometimes want to get into certain things. Some people want to go against their grain. Now I was one of the people who want to go against the grain. Uh, one quick story. 
is when Grandma first met me, and she held me in her uh, hand, she knew I was born with greatness because she herself was a petty parent who had a lot of children, her own children, nephews and nieces, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And out of all of her grandchildren, she said I was born with greatness. And then when it came to my other grandma, who raised a lot of children, and was a proud aunt, great aunt, great grandma, she said I was destined for greatness based on her faith and prayer. And this is what happens when I uh, overcome adversity, hardships. And it's not that I made choices to be in those situations. It's more a combination of choices that certain adults are making in my life. And, you know, things happen. I think so much of those challenges, and, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I sound like a broken record, but it's so true. When you go through hardships and heartbreaks and different situations in life, A, it's very important that your spiritual life stays intact and you stay up to date with that, but also that you, you have a positive mindset. You remain positive. And that's a struggle. Uh, and, and with your situation, you said, you know, poverty was one of the biggest factors. How did you stay positive and keep your eyes on the goal and stay motivated to eventually pursue and achieve that greatness that your grandmother called out in you? house 
that we start to get curious about how does it attain that type of uh, wealth. And when I moved to Lancaster from Coastal, as I spent my eighth career year, I start seeing that through the Amish and men, like, who are making a lot of money, they didn't have their GED. And it, and it goes to show that it takes a community that stays together to build a network for many, many generations to come. Uh, what also allowed me to break out of poverty was having a plan, executing it, and being around people who are not in poverty. So that's my statement there. I think I think I said this on the last uh, episode I was interviewing. I had a a speaker on Christian. We were talking about this, and I say it almost every episode is that just surrounding yourself with the right people is like seventy percent of you know getting to where you're going. You know, if you want to be in the accounting, the money, you you surround yourself about people with people that are experts in that you want to be an author you surround yourself with people who are great writers you read with you read great writings you you know you study them you want to be in the theater acting you know business you get into you, you make friends in that area so surround yourself with people who are successful who aren't like you said aren't in poverty because those are the people who will talk you know the right language and talk the right say the right words that, you know, get them out of that and, and what put them there in the first place. And, you know, you're saying that poverty was a very humbling experience. I think one of the greatest things, I think Robin Williams said it, was uh, an empty wallet and an empty stomach will teach you many lessons. And it really will. You know, I've been down down to my last dollar where I'm eating peanut butter sandwiches and, you know, the not sure how I'm going to get out of this situation, but it taught me a great lesson, which was that, you know, it taught me humility. It, it taught me to be, you know, hungry for more and, and to work harder. So it, it, you, you, when you reached out to me and I, I read your bio, uh, it says that you are a survivor of a uh, car accident. Can you speak a little bit about that and focus and kind of what got you out of that situation and, and how you come so far from it? And as you look back on it, just what what things did you share with other people who have gone through a horrible tragedy and what got you to step out of that pit? Well, I just got to admit, like, after that, like, the car didn't have a situation where... I'm there when it happened, but I don't remember what happened because, you know, the injuries I suffered just took everything away in a situation where I had to, like, put the pieces together through people's conversations, looking at the news report, looking at the news article. And basically, it's like, I have to tell people in the way of people's imagination, like, can you imagine an 18-wheeler getting hit by a four-hour sedan? head on. Can you imagine the fire department coming out using the jaws of life to cut the car in half? Can you imagine the ambulance people checking my pulse to see if I have a pulse and this consistent blood flow? Can you imagine the police putting up the yellow tape to 
still off the accident. Can you imagine the ambulance driving 70 miles an hour from Paradise, Pennsylvania to Lancaster General Hospital for an emergency surgery for me? Due to having a torn aorta where I had three to five minutes before I eternally bleed out. But it just didn't happen. Because I had a 99% chance of death versus 1% chance of life. That 99% chance is greater than someone getting a divorce, cancer, dropping out of high school, gun violence, domestic violence, winning the lottery, or winning a brand new car. But all it took was 1%, which was a face of emergency, for the 1% to override the 99%. So that's my statement, and for that part, uh, I got out of it was, uh, let's see, it was a journey like no other, as in, it, it wasn't an overnight situation because some of the injuries I suffered required long periods of recovery, maybe in the hospital for a month, maybe in the right to general a mixture of rehabilitation, rehab, physical, occupational, speech, neck exercises. I learned how to read all over again. I had to stretch out my words. I have to learn how to walk again. I get pushed by a doctor to not settle on being in a wheelchair. And then there's also me being on the feed where I can't eat a drink by mouth. If I do, the consequences are the most which makes everything worse, and then I could be back in the hospital. Uh, there's more adversity that happened that I talked about my book, where it was, I felt some betrayal, and I don't want to get that part out. But what ultimately helped was uh, when I was able to make the recovery physically, I had to go through the emotional the psychological recovery of being weaned off the medicine, going through a detox. It's like my body, my uh, senses were like sensitized to where things just didn't feel the same, hear the same, smell the same, touch the same. It, it, it was a humbling experience for the nearest core. We were desensitized. It feels like you're just existing, not a list, not listening. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. I outlasted it. I outlasted it to the point where I finally was able to eat again. I outlasted it to the point where I overcame some other adversities from people who betrayed me. And then I outlasted a certain situation where I finally got a job. I finally got back to school, back in college. I got a brand new car. It was a 2016 Honda Civic. And eventually I graduated from Harrisburg Air Community College, Lancaster Campus, Millsburg University. And I ended up, uh, it was during COVID when I officially graduated in December 2020. I had my own celebration in my own speech and started on my YouTube channel because I wasn't sure if no 
to university was going to have a commencement ceremony. They ended up having the ceremony May 2000, 2021, a month before the ceremony. I got pictures of the front page of the newspaper, a registered newspaper. A month and a half prior to that, I received my... Um, I've seen a proclamation declaration from legislative council members and the mayor, his name is Sirachi. And eventually, in the springtime, I was featured on WJL, on the Hero Inspirational Story. And eventually, I got two types of media, Commonwealth by Patients, from Mike Sterla and Scott Martin, from both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. It wasn't situation where I'm involved with politics, I'm side with somebody, or one party over another situation where I got recognized for overcoming. Because most people who come from car or drugs, opioids, end up in jail sometimes. I did the complete opposite by graduating from college, and that inspires the youth to look at themselves, look at their adversities, and inspire the parents to look at, look at themselves differently, like, it's never too late for me to become a better parent. It's never too late for my child to further their education, regardless of what the school says. But fast forward to now, you know, I don't wish that card to anybody. It's just not everyone wants to do what it takes to put in the work to become a success story because sometimes some people don't see themselves as a success story simply because. They're not willing to step outside their comfort zone and do the work. And that's my statement. Wow. That's uh, pretty inspirational. And I mean, what would. I, I've i never, luckily, I've never been through some of that, but I, I can't imagine going through something like that and having to recover and that road to recovery. I mean, I'm sure there were times in that that you wanted to give up. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Were there moments in that journey where you just wanted to kind of quit all, or was it? Did it seem like something like no, that didn't that thought never even crossed your mind, or did you? Uh, the thought did cross my mind because here I'm on a scene to underweight, and I'm wondering like this can't be my life where I can't eat, drink, or be independent all over again. It's just. You know, when you're in the recovery phase and just, you know, me going to hospital rehab, I got homesick. And then to be home and be on their feeding tube is like, I can't be a productive member of society. And, you know, that, and you really see really there for you, gonna call for you, video chat, write your message. But when that car happens, Headlines all over the United States. Newspapers, television, radio, uh, being on several prayer lists by over dozens, over dozens of churches. And, you know, I remember one day I had an anointing uh, done in my living room because I wanted to eat and drink again because I just couldn't see myself not eating and drinking again. Oh, because my larynx was uh, paralyzed. And when I finally was able to eat again, you know, I started getting stronger over time. 
but I also realize uh, it also goes back to sports. Where, let's see, in the movie, I'm, I forgot what it's called. Um, basically, it was a face movie where the coach challenged his best player to do what it takes to win for the team. And one of the exercises was called the death crawl. One of the players had to be on his back while he crawled. The pose is for the crawl from the one goal line to the 50-yard line, blindfolded. Facing the Giants. Yeah, facing the Giants. <laughs> and he was going and going. He wanted to quit. But the coach kept pushing and pushing him until he had nothing left. The kid broke down. Coach told him to take off his blindfold. And he told him, you're in the end zone. And that type of uh, example is how life is, where sometimes you, you have to give it all you got to make it through the day, make it through a relationship, do an assignment, be on your grind your mental health awareness because doing the bare minimum is not enough and I'm saying that because you can look at people now we see the homeless crisis of people who want who got this creativity of drawing messages on signs advertising having their cells pitched that same mentality of self pitching and advertising and drawing they could be working for a company if they get their act right together. <laughs> they could be an entrepreneur if they got their act right together. But because they don't want to take care of their mental health, now that has turned into an illness. Therefore, people want to get on city council and the mayors and other public officials about this, but there's only so much they can do to a certain degree but not provide resources. And it's up to the homeless people who want to do better. Until someone's going to face reality, instead of hiding from the reality, face their trauma wounds, scars, and other things, that's when they could go to the side and unpack all that baggage. Because it's not always the uh, city council, the mayor's responsibility to cater to the homeless. It's their responsibility to provide services and navigate to the services. There's the two one one, the suicide hotline, there's crisis intervention. But the person who's, who's a victim has to want to become a victim, and you can't force them. Uh, moving forward, you know, there has been people who have gone from homeless to a success story. Like, for example, there's one movie that happened a long time ago, I think two of them. What we would call homeless the harvest, where this girl grew up in poverty and was homeless, but when she took a test for college, she qualified for an IT school such as Harvard. And that right there is a success story of going from the bottom to the top. Another success story is the pursuit of happiness, where a guy lost everything except his son and his invention, which allowed him and his son to get out of poverty, sleeping in the shelters, sleeping on the sheets, 
uh, streaks, uh, bathing inside a train station bathroom, a gas station bathroom, eventually a break you have because they outlast the poverty and was willing to do what it takes instead of falling short. And that's how life is sometimes, where some of the adversities and challenges and harshness we're facing, we have to understand that they've already been overcame. Sometimes it's your turn to overcome it. You know, you got to just ask like, who overcame this? Was this during the library, YouTube, TikTok, or a mentor or elderly person? And they'll tell you how to overcome it. And you'll think we step a whole lot of time and emotional grief. And that's my statement. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I want to go back to what you said about, you know, you have to want to do something about it. The ball's in your court, you know, to anybody listening. You might be in a rut. You might not know how, but it really, you know, the choice is up to you. Do you want to stay where you're at or do you want to move on? Do you want to get beyond that? And sometimes it takes maybe working two jobs at a certain point. Sometimes it might take, you know, moving somewhere. It might take, Working some extra hours. It, it You have to do what you have to do now because if you want to get to that point, you want to get to where you want, you have to put in the work. It doesn't just get handed to you. You know, It's not a life buffet where you just step up and it's all there. You have to work it. You have to cook it. You have to set it up. And so that's, that's a really great point. It's one that I think that it's starting to fail. That, that, mindset you're we're seeing less and less of that today in the younger generation because everything's just let me jump on tiktok let me jump on social media and become an influencer an influencer isn't somebody who just posts their lifestyle on social media and an influencer is someone who takes the lead who goes through the challenges who has a story and pushes and influences other people to pursue theirs and to go through their challenge and, you know, be legendary. And so I want to talk about your company for a little bit. Um, what is your uh, your company uh, about? And um, you're obviously a speaker. You speak at different conventions and where you're requested. Uh, tell us a little bit about your company and, and the start of it and its journey. Uh, my company is called Ethan A. Poetic LLC. I named it to myself because uh, that's who I am as a person. That's who I am in my core relationships, education, sports, business, uh, Title IX, you name it. And what I normally do is I speak at schools, like public schools, private schools, colleges. Hopefully I get a chance to speak at a Chambers Commerce, a summit, a conference. I'll do life coaching with certain people. I'm also an entrepreneur. I can collaborate with other people. And then I'm also a self-published author. And again, my book is called The Inspirational Story of Ethan A. Poetic Chronicles of Adversity, Education, Sports, Relationships, and Resiliency. Uh, my book talks about me growing up in a single-parent household, my journey with college, because when I went through college, I didn't go to college right after high school. I went to college after overcoming 
a near death experience and you can't you can't count how many people in your head not only started going to college after their death experience but also graduated twice. Uh, I'll also talk about my journey with uh, my path of poetry, clarity, breaking the cycle, and other few things that are more near and dear to me. Uh, I have eight. I repeat, I have eight full words because I reached out to multiple people because my story was more than a story that can relate to me, like the blind side, like the movie. Michael Orr, I experienced some of the same things he experienced. The difference is he had help from a family that took him in, adopted him, eventually graduated from high school, went to college, became a millionaire overnight with the Baltimore Ravens. And what my company does is I'm able to build relationships, cultivate and show people I can add value to your life. I can add uh, certain things that you're looking for depending on how you want to phrase it. For example, one kid might want to ask me, how do I overcome my dad being in jail? And in those situations, we have to get the tools to the kid. Because in order for a kid to overcome adversity so young, you may have to make sure you give them the sharpest tools. That way they can move forward and have an understanding that while somebody's in jail, whatever reason, they're missing a part of themselves by that person not being involved. And it's going to take more than just a phone call and a letter to keep in contact because there's a reason behind everything and what we'll leads up to certain things. But ultimately, that kid needs to be around mentors, ask them what they want to do with their life as far as school programs, whether it be music, sports, drama club, chess club, black, uh, black, black history club, Spanish club, a dance club. Anything for that child to keep their mind focused on something positive and they need to go to counseling, which is, that could be more on the emotional level, work with a first might to a certain person to help them experience that breakthrough. Because I've been there. I was in that child's shoes. The difference is that child is going to have more resources available to them than I did growing up. I was in a situation where I had to face a lot of things, and there weren't as many resources. Yet, I was able to turn to sports, video games, and positive men that want to invest into me for the greater good. And there were some women that, as well, whether it be my track coach, a certain teacher or two, a person in the neighborhood. Um, eventually, I, I did experience a breakthrough to where... Um, I'll just say it's one thing to abandon a child, but when you see that child as a known adult, uh, some parents feel shamed of what they did, or sometimes they want to uh, create a false reality type things. So moving forward,
my company in Wow, that's really, you know, you don't hear a lot of the self, you know, motivating and all that stuff. Most of it, people do it through third party. So you're, you're doing all the work and, and you're really are putting in the work. You know, you're, you're actually earning every, you know, dime you make. And I, I think that's awesome and tremendous. And you're using your story to reach the world and, uh, you know, coming to a close with this interview again, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and sharing where you're at in your journey with this. I, I wish you the best of luck and, and just all your accomplishments. Congratulations. And uh, where can, uh, where can people reach you at uh, if they want to contact you or where can people follow you? I have my social media handles um, for TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. My username is Ethan Poetic 23. E T H A N P O E T I C 23. For LinkedIn, Facebook, and my YouTube channel is Ethan Poetic. My Twitter is Ethan B 23. And to book me for serious inquiries for life coaching, keynote speaking, or entrepreneurship uh, partnerships, you can find me at my website called EthanSpeaks.com. And again, my book is available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, Print On Demand. The story, my book is called The Inspirational Story of Ethan A. Poetic, Chronicles of Adversity, Education, Sports, Relationships, and Resiliency. It's self-published. And eventually my audio version of my book is going to be available on all major platforms, hopefully by late summer or this fall. 
same title. I narrated it. And it's going to be, I'm going to give y'all some sneak peeks on uh, social media pretty soon where I read some of the parts of the book where you get to imagine, where you get to listen to it, where you want to listen to it in your car, put your headphones on, or play it at, in the middle of your living room. Here's something in the, in the, in the morning you feel inspired. I can reach the target audience that is more blind or have good hearing. And, you know, I just look forward to just finishing that up. The other version of my book. That's awesome. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Ethan? Anything you want to share or, uh, before we uh, conclude the interview? Anything that's really on your mind that you want any, everybody else to hear about or share? Uh, what I can tell you is, you know, I'm just trying to get back to So that's a powerful and it's more powerful than I think it's not as uh it's not just a diamond a wishing well kind of situation there it's really is powerful and we live in a world that's such fast paced and transactional people aren't taking the time to take care of themselves so very very important listeners you heard it from two people uh that it's important so take care of yourself and um Ethan, we'll definitely pre. Uh, I'll definitely be providing your uh, website notes and everything in the description, so people can reach out. Uh, thank you again so much for um, joining the show and, and coming on. I really appreciate the time and you sharing your story. I uh, would love to have you back again in the future, and and good luck with your uh, your book and, and the audio. And uh, I wish you the best. Best luck, buddy, and uh, definitely come back and, and, and give us an update on everything. I will. I'll definitely be back. You know, tune in. I'll contact you ahead of time. I look forward to you giving me like, a copy of this uh, link that I like to put onto my YouTube channel or, you know, at least put on social media about this uh, interview we did. Absolutely. That way, my audience, that way my audience can come to you. Yeah, absolutely. Bring them over and. Definitely, uh, definitely needing a, a bigger audience and, and getting the word out. Uh, but uh, thank you so much, Ethan. You have a wonderful fourth, and, and be safe, and uh, congratulations. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, that's uh, Ethan, guys. Very, uh, very inspirational, very uh, dedicated, successful, uh, good friend. And uh, we thank him for coming on the show. You know, mental health is important, and I obviously I've done an episode on that, and I've, you know, actually done a few episodes I've shared, but it really is important to take care of yourself. If you're going through a situation, if you're needing to reach out to somebody, like Ethan said, it's it's one phone call away. It's uh, call call a counselor, uh, call a friend, call a pastor. If you need to, you can call the suicide hotline. 
Uh, if it's it's that serious, don't ever be shamed. Nothing too little, nothing too small. And but that's gonna wrap up our uh, episode this week, guys. I hope you have a wonderful Fourth of July week, and I will be back with another episode. And but again, as always, thank you for following. Thank you for thank you for listening, and. Be sure to go follow all the social media pages, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Takeaway 2023. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, have a safe 4th of July. Have a safe week. I love you. And I'll see you. See you soon.